Welcome to the Inspired Intentions Podcast with Skytera Wellness. If you've been too busy and not taking care of yourself, it's time to reset habits and plunge into your new normal. I'm your host, Jeff Ford, and I'm joined back again with my lovely wife and registered dietitian, Lindsay Ford. Good morning. Good morning. Nice <laughs> to have you in the booth once again. Thank you. And uh, we are continuing our three-part series on health at every size. If you did not happen to tune in with us previously in this series, I want you to go back because in our first episode, we spoke about something called the obesity paradox and why our body beliefs are just dead wrong. In that episode, we just explored BMI and how it's maybe not the best marker. And we gave you some strategies to start moving forward in in changing those beliefs. So make sure you check that episode out. Uh, today, what we're going to be talking about is the difference between weight inclusive and weight normative care. And so our title for this episode is why weight inclusive care is everything, 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 everything we've been looking for. Yeah. Why do you think this topic is so important, Lindsay? Well, I think it's important because we have been in a weight normative care system for a very long time. and it's actually got enough research to suggest that it's not necessarily the best approach. Okay. So being able to go into this other realm, which would be weight-inclusive care. Excellent. Yeah, I think, you know, with weight, with what we're discussing in this series, it's figuring out what is the best best approach, what does change our beliefs, and what truly supports those long-term changes that we're after. So Man, if, if weight-inclusive care is everything, I'm excited to, to hear more about it. I know, me too. How does this relate to guests that you've worked with on campus? Yeah, so I'll just, I'll just share a story because this guest, I've been working with her for a while. She's come to Skyterra numerous times. And there was a time frame where she was pursuing just health changes. She wasn't necessarily – she actually got into a really good place where she wasn't fixating on the scale – she wasn't weighing herself. She was just focused on walking and getting quality sleep and setting okay. some boundaries and da da The list goes on. Yeah. Anyways, she goes to her annual doctor's appointment and she happened to be with a doctor that she wasn't used to. So, you know, every just now and then. New doctor. A new doctor. Somebody else okay. was out. So it kind of threw her a curveball because she really likes her regular primary care. Mm-hmm. Well, this particular doctor she didn't have any sort of interaction with in the past and was actually encouraging her to lose weight Yeah, as made a big conversation about, about her weight, weight and then also proceeded to encourage her to go vegan. A doctor. Without looking at, I mean, I don't know what her notes, what her chart said previously, but she has been making well she had been making so many different positive health strides uh-huh. and then to leave that appointment she felt extremely defeated and uh. then obviously it it turned into a conversation with her parents wow which then brought up a lot so so this is one example of a guest who basically was maybe used to more weight inclusive care and then the doc, this new doctor who subbed in uh, kind of brought the weight normative care of like, hey, you got to lose weight regardless of these healthy changes that you've already made. The interesting curveball with this is that she had lost, without to her complete knowledge, had lost 10 pounds. And without focusing on it. Without focusing on it, had lost 10 pounds since her previous visit. 
<sighs> so this this new ex, this this new interaction it was like wait a second if you actually look at where i came in last time I, i've actually lost weight yeah it sounds like there was a lot of judgment without that this new yeah. doctor actually having the full picture at the end of the day she felt judged she felt defeated and it just brought up a lot up for her that she was she was working on it. It was just it was extremely triggering for her. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to shift your focus on the true reason behind the the outcomes you're trying to reach. It's like it's hard when someone, you know, puts their stamp like this is how you need to do it. That's what that's what I'm hearing from that story. And it's not dissimilar from guests who decide to join Lose Smart. It's it's quite interesting. So our Lose Smart program, four week program here at Skyterra, we have what's called an algorithm for our intake form. And this is quite interesting. So when guests take our intake form, we are able to better understand whether they're coming to the retreat for just a general healthy reset. Maybe they're coming here for healthy aging. And then the third category that a lot of our guests will just fall into is what we call our freedom with food category. And it's interesting to see that so many guests who do come for our Lose Smart program, this is the type of relationship and talk and and changes that I truly think they want to make that is completely separate from the weight loss. And so I, I find it uh, quite interesting that we've been seeing that in our program, and I think it relates to what we're going to get into today. Uh, so let's, let's start off with defining these terms, because these are new to me as well. What is normative care? Let's start there, because you said that's mostly what's, what's happening today. Yeah. So historically, it's been the standard of obesity care. Mm -hmm. So if we throw in the word obesity, but it focuses on weight and weight loss as the indicators of health and well-being. Okay. Normative care focuses on weight loss and weight as like the true standard. As the indicators of health and well-being. Ah, uh, okay. So the standards of health and well-being. Okay. Yep. yep. So it's basically putting a very big emphasis if we go back to even what we talked about last week, BMI. Mm -hmm. It's going to focus on the number on the scale. It's not going to look at necessarily these other variables as health. So the conversations are going to be probably very weight focused. Very similar to the experience that you shared that that guest had. Yep. Roger that. Okay. Yep. So if I elaborate on this even more, what we're looking at is just weight normative care. Now we're, we're seeing it that the research is not supporting that this really is the best approach. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So if I give you just some examples of this, there was a study done in 2014, and this was published and found that 53% of women and 38% of men reported being shamed by a physician with weight as one of the top reasons for the experience. Dang. Weight stigma has been associated with poor dietary and exercise practices and healthcare avoidance. I have actually heard that more often than you would believe, where people have basically gone where the conversation has been all about weight and then they don't want to go back they because they predict they they know that when they have these conversations with different healthcare providers well why am i going to go if it's just going to be about my weight yeah so yeah. so there's actually like, why why are we going to have conversations that are just solely about the problem and, or, and, and the problem isn't even the actual problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. So where the, the conversations are about the symptom versus the actual. Yeah. What are the steps I want to do that allow me to just improve my health regardless of the weight? Right. Yeah. Like it's like if I had a rash on my skin, 
I don't want to go to a doctor and just talk about the freaking rash for, yeah. for 30 minutes. Yeah, you want to know what's going to solve I the rash. I want to know what's, like, let's have, why is this rash here in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so looking at the person as a whole, even. Understood. Are there any other larger studies uh, to where this weight stigma, this discrimination uh, has shown it to be maybe not the best approach? Yes, there was actually a relatively recent study with over 22,000 people. So that's a very large amount. And it was focused on U.S. adults. But basically for those with perceived weight-based discrimination, so perceived. Okay. Perceived so they, from someone in their life, anything? So this was this was perceived from healthcare providers. Oh, okay. So, Directly from healthcare so providers. So if they perceived that there was weight-based discrimination regardless of their actual weight, they are 2.5 times as likely to experience mood or anxiety disorders as those who don't experience weight discrimination. <laughs> so what this study is showing, which I'm super worried about when, when we are, since we're moving past, not past the pandemic, but since things are shifting, it's like, what you're saying is this impacts individuals' mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, Dang. this could be actually sparking more anxiety, more depression. Mm -hmm. And then if we go even further, there's more research that programs and policies that are focused on weight, that they actually have less successful long-term results. Wow. So yeah. there's more food and body preoccupation. We've seen this time and time again. So just over-the-top focus on the food and the body. Yeah. Okay. So we're actually sparking more preoccupation with it. What They're else? already thinking about it a ton. I mean, we don't need to make it any worse. Yeah, yeah, heard. Weight cycling. So okay, so up and down. Up and down. We've got reduced self-esteem. Well, that goes back to the example I shared at the beginning. Like she left that appointment defeated and it was almost questioning everything she had been doing just after one. Because one we one put, interaction. We put so much trust. We want to be able to mm -hmm. trust. Yeah. I think if I can speak to that reduced self-esteem impact, it's like all I want for guests who come to this program is to help them build their confidence. Because I believe if we build someone's confidence and approach care in the right way in this setting, then they're able to, you know, handle this type of environment back home. And it's yep. a key to change. You have to help people develop confidence. That's what leads to long-term change. Yep. All right. What, what else from, from the research? Eating disorders. Ooh. So it's sparking eating disorders. I can't tell you how many times, and this was definitely when I was more, when I was working in the residential setting. Where residential e eating disorder setting? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Residential eating disorder setting where people had been diagnosed with an eating disorder are seeking treatment, seeking recovery. Their health has been completely disrupted. And everything, if you go back to where everything began, more often than not, there was some sort of conversation. Or again, we go that to that perception where I need to lose weight. I need to change my body. Yeah. And they change their eating habits, they change their movement habits. And boom, all of a sudden, you mix certain traits and genes and environment and whatnot, and you could have a full-blown eating disorder. Yikes. And once again, it's impacting mental health is what I'm hearing. Yep. Okay. It's a distraction from other personal health-related goals. So When we focus too much on the weight. And and I've seen this even with some of our loose, loose smart guests. Oh, I have too. Right? This, this kind of uh, feeling that they have to go to every fitness class, or if they miss something, oh my gosh, like they're not going to achieve their health goals and that is such a detriment. So um, wrapping this up uh, with weight normative care, I, I guess the key here is that w weight normative care focuses on weight and weight loss as the indicators for health and well-being. 
So let's flip the script here. What is weight-inclusive care? Yes. So weight-inclusive care emphasizes non-weight-based markers of health and well-being and doesn't use body weight as the focal point of treatment or intervention. Wow, that's a big switch. Basically, I'm hearing it's less about the scale and more about the whole picture, that whole person that you were whole you were person saying earlier. where potentially weight isn't, I mean, maybe there's a conversation about it, but it's not the focal point. Mm-hmm. It's the back burner. It's the, it, it, it is something that we really try to put aside. We're looking at everything is, is, uh, is that, that's accurate, right? Yeah. Now what's the haze model? The yeah. Hayes. Is that how I say it? Hayes, health at every size. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, probably the... heard us talk about this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But the health at every size model was trademarked and defined by the Association for Size, Diversity, and Health, which okay. you could totally go on their website and check it out. It's really awesome. But basically, the health at every size model is is very much in line with weight-inclusive model. It's, cool. it's theoretically the same thing. Uh, weight-inclusive would be something that you could go to your doctor say moving forward this is the way that you'd want to approach it okay i'd say more common language would be the health at every size just because it's becoming more and more common within more the medical community more something that people are doctors yeah. and, and medical professionals are talking about yeah like you're not going to pick up a book that's called weight inclusive care Understood. right but you could pick up a book where that health at every size trademark is a part of you know, the the language that's being used throughout. What's the actual framework? So when you think of health at every size, what's their actual framework? And then I want to get into why this approach might be ideal. Oh, so the framework isn't necessarily a result of an individual's behaviors or choices and actually normalizes a range of human weights and sizes. So it's looking at all ranges, all sizes, all shapes. It, It is all inclusive. It's gotcha. all good. Um, there can be health at every single size and it seeks paths to health other than weight loss. So we're looking at other things to support our health that, other than weight loss. Okay. Excellent. Well, I think that's super clear to me now. I mean, just, just it's a crazy different uh, turn um, with what I think is heard in the media and the world. And when people go to programs that even might be quote unquote similar to our program, where there potentially are programs that tend to take normative care approach versus what we're going for is definitely weight inclusivity here. I hope we're continuing to move in that direction. And I, I can't wait to discuss that further with you, Lindsay. Yeah. So why, why is this Hayes approach like ideal? Like why do, why do practitioners, why do um, guests maybe want to know more about this approach as well? Well, I think first and foremost, it actually... It, it respects the individual, it honors mm. where the individual is at, and it respects diversity, it respects just overall differences. And so by meeting somebody with where they're at and recognizing that, then the, the respect issue is huge. Yeah. Um, I'd say another thing is just being compassionate. The compassionate factor is huge. So as as a practitioner, we can be compassionate, but as an individual practicing compassionate self-care. It almost sounds like this like grooms more connectivity with practitioners and folks who might be struggling with their health. I think that's what's coming up for me is like, man, like if we take this approach and we use this with our clients to change their thinking and to change their perspective, 
it can be that shift that does change that relationship with how they look at their bodies. Yeah, I think what I've seen from our guests that go this direction and Mm -hmm. really dive in full throttle, there's a lot of healing. There's a lot more body acceptance. They are not going to the extremes anymore. They're listening to their bodies. They're able to to celebrate with other people. Like maybe there's a birthday and they're like, you know what? I had the freaking cake and it was awesome. (laughs) Um, they're, They're able to be like, you know what? I had even here at Skyterra, I had every intention of going to like three fitness classes today, but my body just said, take a break. Yeah. And those are the those moments, even though that they might still be mentally being like, oh, I should be going. Da, da, da. You're noticing that they're starting to really reflect that by them listening to their body, they're building more confidence and trust in it. Yeah. Which in the long run is huge because if we think about long-term sustainability, I don't think anyone wants somebody by their side all the time saying, saying, okay, you should be doing this, da, 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 da. by them being able to connect back to their own bodies, then that is dictating everything. Yeah. Yeah. They're learning about themselves through yeah. through those types of experiences. And it brings up for me, I, I work, I've been working recently with this virtual guest and she just tells me about how she, in her entire life, you know, due to different experiences, She's constantly thinking about her body. She's constantly thinking about food. And every time she approaches these situations, like you're, you're explaining with the, the birthday cake, it's like, man, like who wants to live in a world where their head, the only thing they're thinking about or the big thing that's taking over their thinking is their body or is their health? Yep. Uh, that's, that's just one component of, of kind of our life. And I think uh, that's why this, this haze approach sounds like something we should really truly think about. Yeah, I'd say if we think about the other approach which is focusing on weight loss and and mm-hmm. trying to fit into a perfect model, then that's exhausting mentally, physically, whereas I'd say this haze approach is freeing and liberating and healing on so many levels. Love it. So, if our guests are to take this approach, you know, of course this is a process. This isn't an event that happens overnight. Um, what will change if they follow Hayes and start to uh, look at this approach? Ooh, so I'd say a few things that would change where I'd say first and foremost, if the the focus will be removed from weight. Okay. Um, which would be really hard, but I'd say the the dieting stops, the focus doesn't become on weight. They start to recognize that there's other things that are more important to them that become the the driver. So nice. so if we're talking motivation, the motivation is no longer to be in a certain size, to to be at a certain weight. It's I want to feel a certain way, I want to be able to do certain things. I want to improve my blood pressure, I might want to improve my fitness levels. Yeah. There's other things that are looked at. It sounds more internal focused uh, versus external focus and yeah. definitely non-scale related victory focus. I just think there's a ton of non-scale wins that I see with guests who do lose smart for four weeks uh, and guests who even spend a week with us. You can hear them breathing better. You can uh, talk to them and they say they're feeling better, having more energy, sleeping better. And those are the things that I think lead to the long-term change. Now, since this is a tough approach to to potentially get to. It seems like something yeah. that's going to take time. What might happen with body weight? Just so just so listeners and guests know what to expect. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> um, I love it because I don't know. 
Mm. Weight might not change. It might go up. It might go down. I, you just don't know. But what I will say is for anyone out there that is going to start exploring this is to be patient and to, to give your body time to adjust even to new types of eating styles and, and movement and all of it is to give your body more time, yeah. um, be patient. And, and, and if there truly is a more compassionate view towards the self, then I'd say actually the, the weight will be looked at differently. So mm. the weight loss or any weight gain or even just saying the same, I guarantee you it's going to be that a different perception. Cool. Yeah. Now you're saying when it comes to what might happen with body weight, you may or may not lose weight and then uh, the perception changes. What do you know will happen if our listeners, guests take this approach? The relationship of, with food improves drastically. Nice. The relationship with the body will improve. I'd, I'd say there's there if for those that are really in body dysmorphia or into some really disordered eating patterns, then support, you know, just reading an article on health at every size is not going to do it. Like there's got to be some some professional support with with also the background of health at every size because language is going to matter a lot. I mean, there's just so many different factors, but yeah. I'd say overall the relationship with food and the body is going to improve. Excellent. And it, it, I think everybody deserves to have a strong relationship with food. Yes. Um, one that doesn't control them in their every day and also a strong relationship with their body so that they can walk into rooms, they can go about their day with confidence because that's what this is all about. Yeah. So I think there's a lot that will change if, yeah. if folks take this approach. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Because I think uh, I think we've done a great job, you specifically, of describing the difference today, which I think is super freeing and hopefully exciting for us as professionals to also see the shift happening and to be part of uh, this focus on weight-inclusive care. Yeah, I think I'll finish up just with like a few extra comments, Yeah, if that's, if that's okay with you. Go for it. <laughs> you got actionable steps for yeah. our listeners? I would say that I would... I would say for listeners, like just moving forward, you know, with the media and with so much influence, I would be very aware and be critically aware of what you're reading, what you're soaking in. Nice. Because there's most likely bias in some shape or form around it. The other thing is if you're like, oh my gosh, I'd love to improve my relationship with food and my body. As you start diving into this, just have hope that you're going to become more intuitive. You're going to you're going to be able to to build more of that self-esteem. Confidence will improve. And if I can add, just remember you're not alone. There yeah. are lots of people out there who are struggling with with these thoughts and with these feelings. You're you're very similar to I think if you're struggling, it's it's happening to other people too. So remember that. Yeah, you're human. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So that that's really I just kind of want to leave everyone with that there is hope. And I, you know, I can't get about in your one timelines on how long it'll take, but the, as, as you really start going into it, it is extremely liberating. Nice. Okay. Well, I can't wait for our third installment of this series. What we've covered today has been hopefully more of a definition difference between what's happening in the real world and what we 
want to shift our thinking towards and, and change our perspective on how we uh, approach care. Uh, so we, we shared the difference between weight normative care, which seems to be still the standard, and weight inclusive care, which is less about the weight and more about the whole person. Uh, we then went into why the Hayes approach is ideal, why you should think about health at every size and maybe get more connected to the basic components of it. And just in kind of the finale here, we, we wrapped up with what, what will change as you take on this approach? You know, what will be the biggest differences? And what I heard from our registered dietitian, Lindsay Ford, is the biggest things that you will change is your relationship with food and your body. Yeah. And yourself. And yourself. Yay. Cool. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. The Inspired Intentions podcast is a production of Skyterra Wellness Retreat. Special thanks to our executive producer, Alan Broyhill. Send us your questions and comments to inspiredintentions at skyterrawellness.com. Subscribe on iTunes and everywhere podcasts can be found. If someone you know might benefit from this podcast, share Inspired Intentions with them and give us a five-star rating. Join us next week as we cut through the unrealistic noise on diets and fitness and show you how healthy living fits seamlessly into your already busy life. Thanks for listening.